Good evening, patriots, and my beautiful fellow human beings. In tonight's episode, I want to bring up a topic that I have heard many years now, and I recently heard again in yet another another audiobook, and that is that life is a state of consciousness. Life is only a state of consciousness. So many of us take the world, our life, our circumstances, the body, everything, and we make it ours. I shouldn't say ours, our life, our body. Life, the body, the, the, the bodies that you call your family, the bodies you call your coworkers, it's all a state of consciousness. And this is a... It requires a radical, fundamental shift in your subjective mindset. The set or the arrangement that your mind is made up of subjectively. You can stop identifying with your circumstances with the problems or the lack in your life. And you can identify with abundance, with love, with beauty, with health, right? If you have a illness, it could be a mental illness, could be a physical illness. It's just passing through. And if you see it, as only phenomenon passing through, you create a space for it to just be eliminated. But the moment that you say, I am ill, I am sick, I am poor, I am broke, the moment that you identify and bring it on and make it personal, you it will persist because it's now become your a part of your identity it's the image that you hold of yourself in your mind and our image making faculty is the one thing that separates man from all other animals all other beings i've heard that god used the power of the word, mind, and speech. He spoke the universe into existence. But before he spoke it into existence, he had to have an image in his mind of what it was that he wanted to create. Going back, life is only a state of consciousness. You may know, and I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, you may know what it's like to be in a movie theater or sitting down watching a movie, maybe by yourself, maybe with your family. And you know what it's like to be so engaged in, in that movie. All of your attention is in that movie. You jump when something uh, jumps out in the movie screen. You get excited when the hero wins. 
right? This is the emotion. You are allowing your mind to be absorbed completely by an idea. And when you allow an idea to overtake you, it, the first crystallization is the emotions that you feel. The energy or lethargy, whatever it is that you get, that's because you have identified with an idea. When you allow any idea, you can, you can consciously choose the ideas that you will surrender to, that you will accept as real and true. That's the end of your free will. Everything that happens after that choice is automatic. And trust me, I am right there with you. You know, I've done the whole thinking, thinking, thinking for, for months and nothing happened, right? I've, I stayed true to it. And it, it's very difficult because it, it really requires that you adopt a new set of beliefs. And that main belief that makes all of it work is that life is only a state of consciousness. So if you are now experiencing what you call a sickness, I want you to close your eyes and relax. And I want you to repeat, I am healthy. I am healthy. You can say I will be, but the, the issue is that you're putting that substance, the substance that makes up all of existence, all of our physical existence, it's really made up of one substance. And you can call it consciousness, you can call it energy, vibrating at different frequencies, which is perfect. But there is one substance that makes up all of, ex all of our physical experience. And it's not, it's not physical. I mean, the very cells in our body, the very atoms of the, that, that make up everything that we can experience is 99% empty space. Between the nucleus and the outer electron and the protons is 99% empty space. What is it that prevents us from walking through walls? What is it that allows it a chair to to hold us upright, to hold us up in our in our seat? What is it that allows us to not fall through the earth? Could be an idea. What if I'm just throwing this out there? What if that when you, if you were to transcend that idea, you can pass through physical objects, you yourself, the body itself. I, I, it's, we really have to work on separating you or I from the body. And, and I, it's a habit. I do it all the time. I refer to myself as, you know, me. But the me is only an idea held in awareness. It's not the reality. The body is part 
of the same substance that makes up what we call oxygen, carbon dioxide, in the air, in the space around the body. But it's all made of, right, there's, there's, no, there's no emptiness. It's, it's air, it's the body, it's the wall, it's the bed, it's the door. But it's all made up of the same substance. So if you can adopt and accept and surrender to, believe, accept, and surrender to the idea that life is only a state of consciousness, can you imagine that all you had to do was change the image in your mind and you would then experience an entirely different set of, set of circumstances? You just change the image of yourself. This me. We all have, I've talked about this before too. This me <clears throat> that we have an image of in our minds. It's only an image. But the body and the opportunities or lack of opportunities, the abundance or lack of abundance, the lack of, uh, let's say, wealth, or lack of food, lack of whatever. Everything, everything that consciousness experiences is only a reflection of itself. If you would imagine that when you look into the world, you are seeing yourself. But you cannot see yourself. You are the empty witness, only the perceiver the, the observer that experiences all, but itself is beyond experience. So you don't have to, you don't have, to have the self-realization. You just have to know that the world is only a mirror reflecting what you are, what you have identified with, either consciously or unconsciously, because you adopted it from your parents before you were able to consciously think. You're only experiencing yourself. You're only experiencing what's what's in your mind. It's almost it's, it is as if this empty this empty canvas that we can call a substance that I referred to as substance before that makes up everything that you experience. It's it's just substance. It's it's empty. It's neutral. But you are coloring it with your mindset, you are coloring it with your beliefs, your perceptions, your choices, the way that you choose to perceive this neutral and empty substance. Can you imagine waking up every day, opening your eyes, or even before you open your eyes, you become aware that you are now once again, conscious and awake, you are aware. There is no, before I get in that, down that direction, there is no, you are still conscious when you're sleeping, but it's, it's consciousness of sleep. Because if you were not conscious of sleeping, it would be as if there was no break from the time that you closed your eyes and you fell asleep to the time you wake up. 
you would that would just be experienced as one continuous flow. But what happens when you sleep is that your brain goes into slower um, oscillations. Your brain waves oscillate at the alpha, theta, and then delta levels. I believe delta is 0.5 hertz. Theta is 0.6 to um, 3 hertz, I believe. Alpha is 3 hertz to, or no, it's 0.6 to 3.5 hertz. And then I, I used to know all this by heart. And then alpha is 3.6 hertz to, I believe it's 8 hertz. And then above 8 hertz, between 8 hertz and 20 hertz, is the beta brainwave frequency. The frequency with which your brain energetic waves oscillate and you're operating when you're in hypnosis or you're zoned out what we call zoned out watching television when you're zoned out that could be alpha when you are driving and you're kind of in like a road hypnosis that's alpha when you are interacting with somebody that's beta when you are thinking about all these things that you have to do when you're thinking about what you want to accomplish, what you want to achieve, that's beta. When you're dreaming, that's theta. And in your theta state, you are connected to God. You are directly connected. In delta, in delta brainwave, in the delta brainwave state, you... Sorry, I was just trying to think what I was going to say before. In the delta brainwave state, there's no thoughts. There's no activity. There's very, very little activity. In the theta brainwave state, you are directly connected to God. You can imagine things. You can, when you are in a deep hypnosis, you are in a theta brainwave state. And that is why theta and hypnosis are so effective. Because... Change can take place very efficiently, very effectively in that theta brainwave state. When you are operating in beta, you are identified with the personality. There's so much mind chatter, mental noise that's, that's running that, like I, like I referred to this analogy in a previous episode, it's almost as if there's a dense forest in front of you between you and God or you and, and the change that you want to make. There's, it's just too, too jumbled up. All change happens very effectively in the alpha and theta brainwave states. I have heard or I read somewhere, and I believe this to be true, that ADHD is too much theta. It's, it's constantly being in the theta brainwave state. Children between the ages of six months and three years old are in the theta brainwave state. Between three and seven, they're in the alpha brainwave state. And after seven, I guess conscious, consciousness kind of perceives that it knows most of what it needs to, to get through the life, and then you start operating in beta. But learning 
and change happen very effectively at the alpha and theta brainwave states. When you meditate, when you allow the mental noise, the mental chatter to just play and then sit back and observe it, become aware of it, separate from it, and you separate it by simply just becoming aware of it. It's no longer your identity. It's something that you are aware of. But when you do that, you can you begin to drop into the alpha levels of mind, of brainwave, I should say. And then, but going back to what I was saying, now that I got that out of the way, imagine waking up Becoming aware that you are, once again, consciously, conscious of wake, conscious of wake, of the waking state. You can call it waking up. But before you even open your eyes, imagine that in that, in that transition from theta to alpha to beta, when you wake up, in that transition, there's a space. And let's just imagine that it's an empty canvas. And you can paint onto this canvas anything that you want. Let's say you want to have somebody call you that day. You can imagine hearing their voice as you pick up your phone. You hear your phone ring. You pick up your phone. Oh, it's you. Hey, how are you? You know, have that little conversation that implies that they've called you. Let's say you want to go into work and you want to maybe receive a promotion. Or, I mean, it, it does all work in alignment with your beliefs. It works very quickly in alignment with your beliefs. When all of your beliefs are lined up to your, to your intention, then change can happen very quickly as well. Many people don't believe that they could just wake up and get a promotion at work just because they imagined it, which is an issue. It's not an issue, it's just why it doesn't work. But imagine that in that transition from sleeping consciousness of sleep to consciousness of waking, there is an empty canvas. And that's where you can set your prayer, you can set your intention for the day, anything you want to happen. And if you do that, imagine that if you do that, it happens very quickly and it will happen that day. Simply believing that it's possible is all that you need to believe. When you believe that something is impossible, you cut it off from ever being able to experience it. I saw a video the other day of a speaker who asked people who here believes that it's possible for almost a complete stranger to just walk up to you and give you $100. And a few hands went up. And he picked on the first hand that he saw. And he walked up to the guy and gave him $100. I truly believe that that's possible. If we look back in our lives, if we look back at... at the evolution of life as it's unfolded. 
everything we have today, cell phones, planes, buildings, skyscrapers, I mean, um, farming technology, agriculture, sales, automobiles, all of it was once thought to be, even electricity, all of it was once thought to be impossible. It wasn't until one person or a few people throughout history said, you know what, I'm going to think this thought. I'm going to believe, I'm going to accept that this can happen. And because a few people did that, we were able to evolve to the point that we are at now. So going back, all it takes is for you to accept that whatever it is that you are going to imagine, whatever it is that you are going to pray for, whatever it is that you are going to intend to happen, all it takes is imagining that it's possible, knowing, believing that it's possible. And the way that I see it, nothing's impossible. We just have not achieved the level of awareness or consciousness in which we can experience whatever it is, teleportation, telepathy. Telepathy has been proven. I believe it's entirely possible to just close your eyes, imagine you are physically somewhere or intend to be physically somewhere, open them and then you will, your physical body will be there. I mean, why not? If this is just substance, if that's all that this is, why wouldn't that be possible? There's a book, The Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East. It's a six-volume series. And in volume one, they discuss this, what I just mentioned. But I thought it was possible even before I read this. Something to just, there was a locked door. It was about a, a party that journeyed to the Far East to meet with the masters. The masters, what is a master? It's a master of matter. It's a master of consciousness. It's a master of mind. And they would lock their doors and all of a sudden, a master would appear in the room without ever opening the door. And he simply said, I went into my I am, and I imaged myself, the body, in this room. I experienced the room inside of my mind. And I was, the, I, I, I was there. That might seem far-fetched to a lot of you, but for me, it's entirely reasonable to believe. Forget, throw out reason. It's entirely believable to be possible. And I believe that we are in a transition and evolution of consciousness throughout all of humanity where we are going to start accepting and seeing technology that we never thought possible. 
med beds that can heal disease through vibrational um, low-frequency radiation. Not radiation like chemotherapy, but low-frequency radiation that is completely healthy. You double the rate of vibration, double the frequency of vibration that, let's say, cancer cells are existing as, and immediately cancer cells, those cells will die and they will become healthy. We are truly, sincerely moving into a beautiful time to exist. And it seems like there's a lot that we have to clean up in the process, but I believe there's a lot going on behind the scenes that is cleaning all of this mess up, all this evil, all of this limitation, all of these doctrines and dogmas that have held consciousness, the consciousness of humanity on earth to a very low level. I think it, there's something that's going on that's cleaning it all up. And I think we're going to end with that. But once once again, we are moving, transitioning into a period of time far beyond what Star Wars was able to, to uh, paint a picture of. I believe that it's entirely possible to simply imagine a car in an empty space in front of you and it would just, it would be there. And I've believed that for years and I will not stop believing that until the day I die, even if I never achieve it. I will believe that because I know belief and possibility is the only thing that matters. Have a great night, guys. Talk to you soon.